Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Wonderful to have your company. Great to be here. Episode 365 of Your Tech Life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And um, thank you for uh, just tuning in each and every week. It's great to have your feedback as well when I get it. Um, you can always send me feedback on the website eftm.com.au or on Twitter at Trevor Long. Uh, you can also follow at Your Tech Life and, of course, at EFTM. And on Facebook, we are um, I am facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long and facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. Now, we should say, if I haven't mentioned it before, on EFTM now, Every Tuesday, I have a wonderful team of staff, my wife, um, <clears throat> who are managing for me a great little uh, idea. We're going to run. We're running a Tech Tuesday giveaway each and every single week. Um, permits have come in, so we're now able to just to do it simply. So you just got to click like. All you got to do is like a post, and your entry is submitted. You don't have to be witty in the comments or anything like that. You just got to submit a like. Uh, so cool, so easy. And this week's prize, which will be. Uh, uh, drawn after it closes on Sunday night. So you've got all weekend if you download soon enough. Um, is a $899 Sony Xperia XZ smartphone. 23 megapixel uh, main camera, 5.2 inch display, waterproof. It's a great, great phone. Uh, $899. All you got to do is click like. Uh, an amazing uh, response this week. And every single Tuesday we've got stuff to give away. We have lots of stuff here. And basically... It's our surplus stuff after we've reviewed it or um, if we love something, we ask them if we can have another one of them and those kind of things, and we're just giving them away. Um, we've got uh, great laptop bags coming up. We've got e-readers. Uh, we've got everything from routers to everything you could name in tech. We have them to give away, and we'll do that each and every Tuesday on uh, on the EFTM Facebook page. All you got to do is two things. you got to like the EFTM. And you just got to like the post. We make it really, really simple. Lots to talk about this week. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation, GPS Technologies, Trend, Micro Internet Security, and Alcatel. Range of uh, great, affordable quality smartphones. Uh, I have to tell you about my trip to Taiwan. It was um, completely eye-opening and a really good experience. Um, great to, to shed some light on that for you. Um, we have your calls on everything from the new HTC phone to the NBN to soundbars. And uh, we're going to catch up with Rob who used an Android phone for a month and didn't mind it, and now has a very interesting opinion of the $328 Oppo A57. I also want to talk to you about Foxtel Play, some good deals going around from Kogan, um, but whatever is on your mind, you can always get in touch. Just go to the website eftm.com.au, send me an email, um, get you on the show. We'll have a chinwag and uh, talk about what's happening in your world. And, of course, you can leave a rating on um, iTunes, as Roz Oz did. Thank you, Roz. Awesome tech podcast. Love your tech, not your tech life, says Roz. Uh, Trevor's helped me a few times, and I find the show awesome. Even though I'm back living in New Zealand, and it is Oz-focused. Keep up the great and informative show. Thanks, Roz. Yeah, New Zealand's a tough one. I've always thought about how do we cater for that market. I started putting New Zealand prices into Apple announcements, Um because I really don't know how big the New Zealand tech market is. And I know it's obviously a big market, but how well are you already catered for? Um, Website-wise, you know, technology talent-wise. You know, what I do is talk on the television and the radio about technology and here on the podcast and on the website. So I don't know, is there a need for this kind of content on the radio and the TV over there? If there is, tell your local TV and radio stations. I'm happy to talk to them. Easy and fun. Um, so... 
always great to hear your feedback and those ratings on iTunes very much help because they help other people. They help my ego, um, but they also help other people find the show when they're searching for technology podcasts. So that is why we encourage you to do them whenever you can here on Your Tech Life. So HTC announced a brand new phone, um, and it's called the HTC U11. Now, we were in Taipei for this, as obviously as guests of uh, HTC. They flew us over there to have a look at the new phone and the announcement. And look, it's, um, it's a very interesting one for me because the phone itself is uh, it's very nice, uh, beautiful design. I've talked, uh, and on, my, on the website, I've, I've mentioned very clearly the, the, the key features of the device. Uh, the design is sensational. Um, it's this really beautiful kind of, they call it liquid surface and it is a little bit unique it's not really a, like a gloss metal although it's clearly you know a chrome like finish but it's in a color and it kind of looks like you know it's not that color when it's in reflection so you get this really nice response from it it's a, a very nice design and i think that's to their credit uh, and they should be applauded for that uh, it has a very 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 good camera awarded by dx omark uh, a 90 point rating um on a scale of 1 to 100, I assume they do their ratings, but one day they'll have to go past 100, I'm tipping. And that's two points above the Samsung Galaxy S8 and one point above the uh, Google Pixel, which up until now was the best smartphone camera on the market, according to DxO Mark. Now, I haven't done a full test yet, and I can tell you it's a good camera. It's a little bit laggy on the shutter in my few first few days of using it, but the uh, night photography seems amazing to me at a glance. So I did some photos from the plane looking down as we came into Hong Kong, and it was mind-blowing. Mind-blowingly better than an iPhone, uh, if I can put it that way. Um, Audio-wise, I was a big rap on, on its audio potential, the idea being that you can record three, 3D audio, so there's four microphones in there. You can kind of pinpoint audio within a video. Um, and the idea that the headphones were um, noise-cancelling blew my mind. I mean, imagine having active noise-cancelling out of the box. Now, those you know normally a couple hundred bucks. But again, having just started the review, um, I wasn't amazingly impressed by the active noise cancelling on the plane. I think uh, a lot could be done to improve that. Um, they are in no way a match for your Bose or your Sennheiser or your Sony's in terms of noise cancelling. So they've got a bit of a way to go there. I mentioned the camera and then there's the squeeze. So basically the sides of this phone can be squeezed and it responds. Um, it, it can be programmed to open an app. It can be programmed to take this photo. It's good, but I just am yet to see why we need it. Uh, if anything, if you take photos underwater, sensational. Because clearly you can squeeze the phone, not have to try and tap the phone um, you know, to get the, 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 the screen to work because it normally won't work underwater. Um, but most of the time the volume button can do that as well. So these this edge screen sensors are interesting and very innovative, but I'm not sure how... They really stack up in terms of, you know, quantity or, or, or thing that you would want to buy. Now, the other thing about this is the price. Now, the interesting thing is I said to the guys from HTC, I said, please don't overprice this thing. You are, you can only do so much when it comes to competing with the big guys. So be cautious about how you price it. And I think not because of my response, but just because they're generally a smarter mob than, than you might take them for. They've done well. They've priced it at 999 Now, that means that it's in a JB Hi-Fi, it sits at the top of the, the rack, but you know below all those other premium phones. And even a couple hundred dollars below them is a good thing. And 
you know, if, if you've seen $800 phone and then you see this, you might think, oh, that's actually really, really compelling. So I think they've done a great job on um, on the price. And I look forward to finding out if they're going to get a, uh, a telco partner in. So hopefully it'll sell through maybe, um, uh, maybe it'll sell through Vodafone. I have a sense that Vodafone is the best and most likely candidate for that because you know, the thing about Vodafone is they've stocked a few HCCs recently and I think that therefore sets them up for a decent possibility of selling this one as well. So the HTC U11 will be on sale soon. We don't yet have a date uh, and it is a $999 phone. So let me know what you think of the HTC U11. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. So we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, um, at Alcatel and at Trend Micro. And the Trend Micro Home Network Security Box is a great device that can protect your smartphone, tablet, gaming console, smart TVs and other connected devices in your home from cyber threats. This thing will block malicious websites on devices, including gaming consoles and smart TVs. Now, those things you can't install antivirus on, so this is why this network-level protection is a huge advantage. It can monitor and restrict the web usage of the internet for children, and it can do that on a device-by-device basis, and it can defend against network attacks. So it can see malicious things happening on your network, and defend against them. It monitors network intrusions and notifies you of risks of any cyber crime. And you can control the usage and security of connected devices via the very simple mobile app. It's called the Trend Micro Home Network Security. You'll find it at major retailers and find it online. Trend Micro Home Network Security. Check it out now. Talking technology without the jargon. Your tech life with Trevor Long. Now, before we get to your calls, I have to tell you um, about not only the HTC U11, which was announced um, on, during the week in Taiwan, where I was, but they took us to the factory, okay? Now, I don't know about you, but my vision of a mobile phone factory is big warehouse, rows and rows of robots, and I don't know, maybe people there quality checking. This was very different. It was like an office building for a start. It didn't look like anything out of the ordinary, an office building. We went up a couple of levels, and there was just this room we were entered into. We had to wear uh, hair nets and jackets and foot covers and things, um, a whole bunch of things. And then we saw these robots. Now, it turns out we walked in at the kind of the middle of the line. So we walked up to the very front of the production line. And, and so basically memory cards or the memory that goes into your phone was was coming out of a machine, which was basically um, placing it on, um, uh, you know, placing the, the Android version onto it. And then you would go out to... Um, a part where they were just building the circuit board. Now this is, you know, printed circuit board. This is a complex bit of kit, right? It, it is it's nothing. It is nothing. And then they put it into this machine and it prints the circuit, makes the holes, and then it goes to the next machine and it inserts all the little capacitors and resistors and things, goes to another sheet machine and checks that that's all working. In a millisecond, it checks that. If there's any failure in, in the machine, check it. It, um, it sends it off to a human being to check an individual component or, or join or solder or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then it gets taken away and, and quality checked again. It gets split into four pieces because there's actually four motherboards, not just one. And each one then gets tested for the radios are working, the GPS is working, the antennas are working. It just checks everything on it. Um, it's quite staggering to see how many checks go into this thing before. It's, and it's just a circuit board. So then on the next level, they get all the other parts of the phone, the body and the and all those other bits and pieces, and they start assembling them. And mate, a lot of this is done by hand. 
And this is what was mind-blowing to me. Real people sitting there and, 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 you know, grabbing with their hands, grabbing a new antenna, putting it on this one and clipping that over there and pushing this on there, uh, initiating a, the, the gluing around the outside so that it can then be sealed and water tested. So it's, it's put it through a pressure tester to check that it will be waterproof. Um, a woman then put it inside a, a kind of a rubber uh, case, which looked like the world's ugliest iPhone case, but it, and then wrapped it in a rubber band and then threw it in a box, which then tumbled it around. And the idea was to tumble any faults out. So any loose connections would fall off, and then they test it after that. And every single phone gets tested. And then it gets through this testing machine, and there's people there again, polishing it, um, finding all the bits that are going to go in the box. They find the box. They find the charger. They find the cable. They find the headphones. They find everything. And they put it all together. It gets cleaned again another couple of times, and then it gets weighed by one bloke and thrown in a box ready to go, ready to sell. Plus, one in 100 are then opened up again to find out whether it meets the user experience. And it's just so much effort that goes into it, and it's so manual. You know when you open up a new smartphone, it's got that kind of um, plastic sheath around the phone? This was put on by a human being, not a robot. I thought that was amazing. So, you know, impressive. Honestly, I said to HTC, thank you for bringing me a lovely device that you've launched, but that factory tour was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Because you, I guess you'd think, you never think you're going to see inside a factory like that. So secretive, right? We weren't allowed to take photos, of course, but they provided us with ones which were very representative of everything, everything I saw, except for the people. They didn't really show the people. I was really impressed. It was a great thing. And the idea is they have 40 different production lines. They produce 30 phones a minute. Um, they have two 10-hour two two shifts. So they're running 20 hours a day, which is 96,000 phones a day. I'm blown away by that, and it's very interesting stuff. So very, very cool stuff from um, uh, the people at HTC. We're so pleased to have seen it, um, and hopefully we'll get to see uh, more like that in the future. So, yeah, really, really, really cool stuff from HTC, and my full uh, story and documentation of that trip are at eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. If you've got a question about tech, get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au. G'day, Clem. G'day, Trev. How are you? You're really good. Uh, What can I do for you? So we've got a fairly new Samsung TV. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be honest, I just don't think the sound's that good. We've also got, yeah, I think we need a soundbar or something. We've also got three um, wireless speakers that we bought at the same time as the TV, and they sit in different rooms of our house, and we use them to play music. Um, And they're also Samsung. And I, I have a feeling that if we got a... Soundbar, we'd be able to link the whole lot together and create a pretty good experience. Budget, about $1,000 or less. Look, I think you have a million options in front of you. Have you got those speakers working so that they all actually work together or are they independent of each other? They can work together. I'm not very technological, but my husband is able to do it via an app. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I, my only concern is I, I don't know for 100% which model Samsung, but I can tell you that they have pretty beautiful soundbars from about five or $600. There's one, um, just call it the MS650, right? MS650, that's eight, about 800 bucks of JB Hi-Fi. Now, mm-hmm. I, I would be, it's, you know, it does a bunch of things. It's got 4K pass-through, which means you can plug a 4K Blu-ray player in and it'll still go through in 4K through to your TV. Um it has the ability, for some, it says in the specifications anyway, of, of having a wireless connection to your TV. I'm not sure oh, wow. that would be ideal because I don't know if there'd be a lag. But 
Anyway, I've got a Samsung soundbar in my lounge room. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Great sound. Okay. Really, I mean, your hubby's probably a bit tech savvy. He'll set it up pretty easy. No drama at all. Yeah. But what yeah. I would be checking, so the, the Samsung speakers that you've got, their, their brand, their, um, I guess, their their style of, of multi-room is is called the multi-room app. I mean, it's multi-room is what they call it. So just triple yeah. check that, that when you buy it, it has multi-room compatibility. Now, the one I'm looking mm-hmm. at for you, as I said, JB Hi-Fi, HWMS650. Um, it says yeah. very clearly in the specs that it, it uses the Samsung multi-room app. So I think you're on a winner there because... Here's the thing, you could probably use two of those other speakers as rear speakers for the thing. Like, so in your yeah, lounge room to have, thinking. like, movies and, oh, wow, you know, could be very mm. nice. But the other thing is, like ours, I've got mine set up so it's Bluetooth to my phone, so even if we're just, you know, mucking around in the lounge room, we can just play music and listen to the kids' music with kids and stuff. Um, there's a bunch of yep. things you can do with it. But the main thing that you do do is you get this stunning sound. It's just really, really nice. Have you got your TV wall-mounted? No, it's just sitting on a piece of furniture. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> it probably needs to go on the wall because we've got a little baby that's just about to start walking. Oh, wow, yeah, definitely. Well, look, here's the thing. A sound bar, if, if mounted correctly under a TV on the wall, they look great mm. and they sound great. Now, I don't have them on top of my head, but I did a, a quick note on my website. It was, I'm sure it was called Universal Home Theatre Installations or something. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they do Melbourne as well. You're in Melbourne, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, I was blown away by this company. I, I not, don't. There was no deal here. I just Googled to find a company to do a wall mounting of my TV, and yep. what I got was 300 bucks. This cost me, right? Which is mm-hmm. ridiculous. I, that included the mount and the bloke's time. He oh, came. Wow. He mounted the thing on my wall and provided the mount for 300 dollars. Now, he would probably also mount the soundbar if, you know, for a couple of extra dollars or whatever. But, yeah, Universal mm-hmm. Home Theatre is what they're called. Um, okay, I'm writing. Their, 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 their website is pretty easy to find, Universal Home Theatre. Um, they'll obviously charge different prices for different things. But for a basic TV installation, it's $300, including the mount. And I just reckon that is sensational. And honestly, the difference in our lounge room, and it's funny now looking at my – I've got, I put pictures of our lounge room before and after on the on my website – and I kind of now remember yep. the TV sitting there going, oh, it just looks awful. I mean, it's just so good having yeah. the TV on the wall. Flat TVs yep. were made to be put on the wall. Awesome. All right. Get it up You're there. Us a lot to think Get about. yourself that $800 soundbar. You've saved 200 there. So you can go and buy something nice and your husband can stick it because he gets to play with all the tech and he's not teaching you how to use it. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> oh. I'll tell him you said that. Yeah, totally. It's, it's on the record now. It's done. All right, good luck. Have fun. Enjoy the soundbar. Thanks so much. Good on you. And if you've got a question like Clem, go to the website eftm.com.au. Listening to your Tech Life episode 365. Thanks to Garmin, Netgear, Trend Micro, Alcatel, and the likes. Uh, If you've got a question, just go to the website eftm.com.au. G'day, Damien. How are you going? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Yeah, look, I um, I got a, I was looking at my list of um, what when my NBN's coming, and they're saying I'll be built between January and March next year. Yep. And what I'll be getting actually is the, I think it's what they call the coaxial. So from what my 
from what I've Googled, my existing Foxtel runs off. Yeah, your HFC is the uh, technical term, hybrid fibre coaxial. Yeah. So Telstra or Optus uh, install cable around a bunch of places, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, primarily Sydney, Melbourne, and um, they deliver the Foxtel cable. Um, and you can get cable internet through that. Do you have current cable internet? No, we only have ADSL. Well, what really. sort of madman are you? Well, I can't get cable. Why not? I don't know. I've asked the question because I can only get um, SD Foxtel as well because I live in a unit complex. So ah, okay. we can't even get we can't even get um, IQ HD Foxtel. So when I looked at that and did some research as well as ringing you, does that mean I won't be even with NBN in the future be able to get HD or IQ in that in that spot? So the way the system is. Your, that's a good question. Okay, so let's break it all down. Let's firstly say your Foxtel won't change. Nothing will change about your Foxtel, unfortunately. I mean, they're not... Bugger. As best I understand it, they're not doing any major upgrades. Unless you're... Do you own or rent in the unit? No, I'm renting, so... Have you have you got any access to the body corporate, kind of what they're talking about and stuff? Because maybe they're having no, conversations. Not really, because being a renting, you just... You yeah, sort of come you and go. pay your rent and yeah. you make sure you don't get, the, get in trouble with the body corporate. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. So um, it's an interesting one. I, I wouldn't mind uh, off the air, we won't talk about it on air, getting your actual address. So if you can send that to me, because I wouldn't mind asking, because I'm curious, first time I've come across a HFC MBN connection into an apartment. So my understanding was that with apartments, what they do is what we call fiber to the basement. Um, and essentially that means they run fibre into the basement of the building and then they utilise existing distribution technologies like the, the coaxial cable uh, to send it throughout the, the building. But in a, in a building yep. that, that has cable, but obviously it's a distributed cable, so that's why you can't get your HD, I'd be interested mm. to know whether they're going to run a, a new set of cables to the building or a new set of cables within the building. Um, and okay. both would surprise me. So in answer to your question, I don't know, actually. I'm just going to say straight up, I don't know. The, there's yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with HFC. It's awesome. Mm. Um, I've got Big Pond Cable. It's 100 meg down and 1 meg up. But I, when I switch mm. to NBN, I'll be able to get up to 100 meg down and up to 40 meg up. So I'm just happy with the uploads and the ability to change providers. But in your case, I, I think the disappointing news is nothing will change with Foxtel. Um, but once you get an NBN connection, even if at worst case scenario, it's some sort of distributed over the uh, the building, I would think at worst case, you're going to get 50 meg speeds, which is dramatically better yes. than what you're getting now. So mm, you will be getting 12 megabits per second right now. So. And what does streaming look like for you on 12 meg? Well, I've had to plug in those power line adapters. Um, oh. So I use PLC technology um, because uh, I get a lot of um, interference with, with my PlayStation a lot of the spinning wheel with Netflix. Mm-hmm. So when I use the power line adapters to make it look like a, wi- a wired connection, I have no dramas at all. Really? That's great. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, look, I'm I'm not helping you today, I can tell you that, I can, I'm, and I'm well aware, but I'm, I'm, I'm prepared yeah. to learn with you. Um, we've got a year. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not till January next year. Uh, but let me, um, if I can get your details off the air and just actually confirm your address, I wouldn't mind asking the question of MBN. You've got to remember that the MBN at the moment is just a map, right? So they've looked at your area and they've yep. gone, you live in an area that has HFC. So yes, your tick box. But they probably haven't done anywhere near the, the detailed work to say, oh, there's an apartment block there. We need to do X, Y, and Z. So I may not get an answer exactly about your place, but I may ask the broader question of if you're in an apartment block with cable, 
what happens and then we'll be able to determine what you'll get out of it. But, you know, as an absolute minimum, you should be getting, um, you know, 25 meg speeds and up, uh, but okay. it won't affect your Foxtel. It won't improve your Foxtel. That's a shame because I love watching my footy and I have to watch it in SD. Move house. <laughs> I might have to. Oh, simple as that, mate. <laughs> if I couldn't watch Formula One in HD, I would move house. Well, that's what I also miss out on is Formula One in HD. So it's also frustrating. Yeah, well, you need to find a, a mate with a big screen TV in HD urgently. I've got the big screen. Yeah, but that's, you don't have the internet, that's mate. That's half the battle. Yeah, I feel like you need don't to move. Mean, yeah. <laughs> All I'll right, buddy. Yeah, that I, might fix it. Well... Yeah, Foxtel Play. If it, I have this suspicion, I don't know if you've seen my story this week, but you know they've they've mucked around a bit with Foxtel Play and upset some people. But I have this suspicion that they're going to announce a, a quite a big um, a program of works that might include HD and a bunch of other things. So could be interesting to see how that plays out. Oh, beautiful! All right, mate. Good on you. Uh, let, let get send me in the same way you got in touch with me. Send me your exact details, and I'll see what I can do to follow up. Excellent. Thank you very much. Good on you, mate. Thank you. And if you've got a question like Damien, it could be over at the NBN or a computer, whatever it is, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. You can just hit email. Trevor Long. Thank you for listening, and thanks to the good people at Alcatel for their support of your tech life. Uh, lovely having their support. And uh, their range of smartphones this year is going to be just awesome. They've got... A huge range coming in, the A5, the U5, the A3XL, um, and the A3 standard. The A5 LED is the one I might have shown you when I was in Barcelona at Mobile World Congress. Affordable smartphone, but the back of it lights up. So when you get notifications, it lights up. When you're playing music, it's like a DJ, you know, um, light accompaniment. And it's got some great features, like um, the camera app has built into it now, things that other big manufacturers are bringing in, like the Snap Snapchat-style filters and color changer in the in the whole theme of the excuse me of the device it is just awesome so really powerful little phone that will come in at a very affordable price right up to the a3xl which will blow your mind so yeah some really cool phones coming in from alcatel this year so keep your eye open for them um, throughout 2017 and we'll keep you up to date on them of course here on your tech life your tech life with trevor long so rosalind kogan's gone mad i can confirm that um in fact, uh, he sent me a text the other day saying, have you seen Daily Telegraph, page 15? I went, no, mate, I'm in Taiwan. Um, and <laughs> he was filthy because he'd run an ad in the paper and uh, I hadn't seen it. So I got a copy of the paper and there's an ad, right? And it's it's a text message exchange from between two people. And it says, you much, must watch the video on this site. Um, and the response is, oh, my God, I, I want to, but I ran out of data. I have to wait for it to refresh next week. And then they go, LOL, I've got tons of data. You should check out these guys with a link to Kogan. No data, can't open link. Seriously, you need to switch. I can't want to keep this number. If you switch, you can keep your number. It's a very good kind of explanatory ad about switching mobile carriers, promoting Kogan Mobile. And what's really interesting is, um, well, for a start, he knows exactly how many people responded to that ad because he used a specific URL called getkoganmobile.com, whereas normally it's just koganmobile.com. Right, But then the day after, they announced new plan deals. Now, these are not new plans, but until July 31, if you accept one of their 365-day recharges, they've got up to 40% off. Now, these are ridiculously good deals, folks, okay? No, no beating around the bush here. Uh, $10.90 a month 
uh, paid up front, so one hundred and thirty odd dollars, gets you um, a gig of data on unlimited calls and text. Seventeen dollars a month gets you five gig of data. Uh, Twenty one dollars a month or every thirty days, but paid in advance for three hundred sixty five days to be clear. About two hundred fifty bucks gets you ten gig of data a month. And if you pay three hundred and fifteen dollars up front, um, you get unlimited calls and texts. Works out to be about twenty six dollars on average per 30 days paid up front, you get 14 gigabytes of data. Okay? That's ridiculous. So really good offers on on um, on there on Kogan Mobile. And they're open to everyone. So you just got to go to uh, uh, getkoganmobile.com or Co- – don't, no, don't go there because that will trick him into thinking lots of people went to his Daily Telegraph ad. Um, just go to koganmobile.com and uh, you will find uh, those deals coming up very soon. It's a very, very um, – very, very good deals. I mean, those are ridiculous. So, yeah, look for those 365-day recharges. If you're uh, happy to ch- happy to switch networks, now's the time because everyone's got some good deals coming up. Um, I'll tell you more about those shortly here on Your Tech Life. Hottest story of the week, though, um, aside from all the th- cool things I, I wrote on the website, like the Ford GT exclusive review and all those, but the hottest story was actually Foxtel slashing the channel lineup of Foxtel Play. So as of June the 5th, um, the following channels will be farewelled in uh, Foxtel's words. Box sets, 13th Street, Binge, Sci-Fi, Discovery Science, Animal Planet, Lifestyle U, Style, World Movies, CNN, Smooth, BBC World News, CNBC, Max, CMC, uh, Eurosport News, Foxtel Arts, MTV Music, and MTV Dance. All those channels, Gonski. So they haven't changed the pricing, but they've reduced the number of channels. And I think that's just... I mean, most people don't give rats about those channels, but they're very annoyed by the by the change, essentially. So, well, movies is gone. Um, you know, some really good channels have disappeared, and they're, they're asking the same price. So the drama pack used to have six channels in it. Now it's only got five. Um... The Docos pack looks like it's dropped uh, two channels. So $10 a month, you're losing two channels. Same with the Lifestyle uh, package. Two channels, gone. So not a good look, to be honest, for Foxtel in this situation. But I have a feeling, and I wrote this down in the article because, you know, I figure um, I figure I should. <laughs> and I think they're, they're I guess dumbing it down to warm us up for something exciting. So I think they're, they're getting rid of all the bad news now so they can announce something very big very soon. So hopefully we're going to get HD um, or more um, more content offerings, uh, more device availability, Apple TV perhaps. Foxtel Play could be the future of Foxtel, so they have to get this right. So I think they've spent a bit of time engineering it. So... I'm going to do my best to dig and find out what it is. And if you know any details, let me know. Uh, just hit me up on the website. Keep you anonymous. EFTM.com. Did I use my address? Um, but yes, there is. there are changes afoot at Foxtel. And uh, if you've got Foxtel Play, I'd love to know how you think about those channel changes. I'm not sure they're a massively big deal, but people are up in arms just because it's a change, I think. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that pans out, folks. But uh, as it stands, uh, they've got a bit of work to do to instill confidence in um in their in their audience, so not a good look for them. Uh, listening to your tech life. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, and look at and uh, check out their new Garmin Drive Smart uh, satellite navigation system. You can stay connected with increased situational awareness with Garmin Drive Smart. This GPS navigator features helpful driver alerts and built-in Wi-Fi for easy software and map updates at home. 
It includes Bluetooth hands-free calling and on-screen smart notifications so your hands will remain on the wheel. Garmin Drive Smart is preloaded with detailed maps of, uh, of where, everywhere you need to go, plus free lifetime traffic. Um, and you can link your smartphone uh, for digital traffic as well. So enhance your journey with real-time information such as weather or live on-street parking, a whole bunch of features that are coming to Australia. And it's preloaded with data, trip, data from TripAdvisor, which lets you view the ratings of points of interest, bars, hotels, restaurants, right as you drive. The Garmin Drive Smart. Uh, great range of satellite navigation systems. Uh, check them all out at uh, garmin.com.au. Garmin.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. If you've got a question about technology, jump on the phone. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Shane. Yeah, g'day, Trevor. How are you, mate? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Yeah, listen, um, yeah, listen I've got a um, HTC M8 phone, and I'm looking to upgrade to the um, to the new H- HTC U11. Yeah. The only question I have, the only the, the question I have is, is it how much um, more superior is that than the new Ultra that has um, been marketed at the moment? Do you know what? Um, great question. I used because I went to Taiwan with HTC. I thought I'd better be a good boy, and I took a HTC phone with me. Um, so I used the HTC U Ultra while I was over there. Now. The U Ultra is a big phone in my book. Um, I've got oh, they're not quite sitting right next to me, but I was going to put them side by side and tell you how big and small they are. But certainly the the Ultra is a bigger phone, right? Much bigger screen, um, and the U Ultra doesn't have the camera quality of the U Eleven. Um, but aside from that, you know you are getting a, a great phone with the U Ultra as well. But mate. They've just announced today the pricing outright for the U11 will be 999. The U Ultra is 899. So to be honest, for 100 bucks, especially if you're getting it on a contract, you're not going to notice the difference in price. I would definitely go the U11. Yeah, Trevor, I've been in touch with both Telstra and Vodafone to see who, um, which telco was actually going to market the U11. Yeah. And neither of them committed to telling me that they were <laughs> going to be doing it. So funny that isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it it is, it is actually. I'm a little bit concerned. The M8 mm. has a fantastic metal body. Yeah, um, right. The, yep. the new ones have got these plastic ones. So oh you know, no, I'm, it's I'm more. It's oh mate, it's not plastic at all. I mean, I, I would think this feels even more premium to me than the than the M8. Okay. My only concern, I'll be honest yes. with you, is the thing. It's a beautiful phone. Like I'm holding the U11 now. I've got the, I think they call it amazing silver or something, but. It, it's just fingerprints, mate. It's all over it. It's it's really like, but good news, it comes with a cover in the box um, yes. that you can snap onto the back, um, which kind of takes a yeah. little bit away from the the beautiful shine of the thing. But at least it's going to protect those corners from the basic bumps and bruises. But I got to be honest, I don't think quality oh, yeah. wise, it's any downgrade on the on the M8. Okay, um, the 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 websites that I have read, including yours. Um, all said that the U11 was a step up from the Ultra. Um, would that be fair? Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, in, in many, many ways, but not always. I just, I think it's important to note that the average user wouldn't notice any difference in the processor speed and all those different things. But you, you may well notice the camera difference because it, it is a stunning camera on it. There's no doubt, especially in low light, and it has really good optical image stabilization. Those are the two things I've noticed most. Um, it probably won't be sold in Australia as a dual SIM phone. Um, mm-hmm. 
and and you're right. You don't, we don't know who's who's going to sell it yet. But are you who? Which talk are you with now? Uh, Telstra. Are you willing to switch to Vodafone, but, for example? But, oh, mate, I'll, I'll switch to Vodafone tomorrow. Yeah, right. If I could. Um, well, look, so they're not, selling the Ultra. I genuinely don't know. I'm not beating around the bush. And I literally spoke to people from HCC an hour ago when they announced the pricing. Um, and the, the indication I got was we'd have to wait a couple of days. So it'll be next week we'll find out, I get the feeling, who's going to stock right. it. Right. And, and I just think given how, mu- how much Vodafone has done with HTC over the last few months, I think they're a likely contender. And to be honest, mate, you'll get a better deal through Vodafone, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I, I, their, their plans are far superior than, than Telstra's. Yeah, good. Um, but... Uh, no, excellent, uh, Trevor. Thank you very much. Well, mate, and, uh, you won't be disappointed with the uh, U11, my man. It's uh, it's a great phone. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be holding out for that. <laughs> Good <laughs> Thanks, on you, mate. mate. Thanks for getting in touch. Right, Trevor. Good on you. And if you've got a question like Shane, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Now, a couple of months ago, we started a fun little experiment. Well, it's fun from the outside. I don't know what it's like on the inside. <laughs> Uh, with Rob, regular listener, who thought, well, maybe he could fathom a switch from iPhone to Android. And he gave it a fair bash a good month or so with the Samsung Galaxy A7. Documented those thoughts here on the podcast and at eftm.com.au. But I took it one step further, didn't I, Rob? I said, let's go a little bit deeper. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, really well. So after the after a month with the A7, we determined that Android was okay. You could live yep. with it. But you'd still bloody well go back to an iPhone when it comes out. So I then said, "Radio, how would you cop the brand new?" And I'm talking. I think I sent you one that was still in plastic. Uh, it was. Op- Oppo A57. So brand new user experience for you. Um, what was it like out of the box? Mate, it was good. Um, it's a bloody good phone. Uh, it was. A, it was no different in the experience to opening the Oppo than it is um, to opening the Samsung or, or even the iPhone. Mm. And. I guess, your first reaction of the look of the Oppo? Uh, first reaction was it looks very much like an iPhone. Yeah. Um, and then it, when I turned it on, I had the same feelings. It, lo- it felt and looked very much like an iOS sort of operating system. Yeah, so so you this is your first realisation that Android can look different, right? Um, the Android you saw on a Samsung is Samsung's way of interpreting, um, you know, Android. And it's very close yeah. to, to stock Android, but Oppo is very different. It, it's... It's a completely different look, and I think designed specifically to people like you. And and it works. I mean, it, it felt apart from the obvious differences, it felt very much like I was using an iPhone, mm. uh, which was which gave me some confidence in the phone. So then, where are you at now? You've probably had it for a week. Um, uh, was it hard to set up? Same process of setting up. You didn't have any woes there. Same process to set up. The only concern I had was the. There was an option to select all the apps that I had downloaded, but they all didn't come across. So I sort of had to spend a little bit of time um, re-downloading those, yep. um, which is not a, not a, the end of the world, but certainly, you know, it would have been nice. If I changed between iPhones, obviously, they all download onto the new device. So it would have been nice if that sort, same sort of process happened with an Android phone. Yeah, yeah. Now, after a few days of physically using it, did you notice anything? Notice anything? better or worse about it in terms of, I don't know, just the way it SMSs, phones, or, you know, anything in the day-to-day use? No, I think I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the Oppo much more than I enjoyed the Samsung. I find it a much more simpler interface. Um, 
the only thing I, you, I do notice is the camera is, isn't as good. Oh. Um, but, I mean, we're talking about a $300 phone compared yeah, an $800 phone. So. so when you say the camera's not as good, when do you notice that? Like immediately when you take a photo? Yeah, d- definitely. Just in the process of taking the photo, you, it just doesn't appear as clear, um, especially with different lighting and whatnot. You just don't get the, the clarity that you might get on a, uh, on a higher-end phone. Mm. And do you reckon that's a deal-breaker? Because I wonder whether you've kind of realised how you use your phone and whether you go Instagram. It's still fine for Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it a deal-breaker? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it might be. Yeah. Um, for cool. for for me anyway. Um, I I still crave that be, that better camera, but I think for the vast majority of people, I probably wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, Snob. I, I could I could live with the Oppo quite easily for for a long period of time. I think it's um, the price tag alone. We spoke last time about would a eight hundred dollar phone stop me going spending twelve hundred dollars on an iPhone. And interestingly, said, you you were like, no, no, no the extra four hundred is not a killer. So. Yeah. Well, what do you say now, knowing that you're holding a $328 phone? I, I think a $328 phone would change my mind. I would, I would much rather hold onto a $328 phone than spend $1,200 on a on a on a flagship phone. But you're not you're not happy with the camera, and I think yep. you also mentioned in your blog article it doesn't have Android Pay, so yeah. it doesn't have NFC. So those two things are missing, right? The camera quality and the NFC. They're yep. missing from that phone, and I get the feeling that's while that's you know life, you probably still would go well, yeah, but they're in an iPhone. So then, yes, what? Here's the thing: knowing that the Oppo, you know, I guess the the operating system, the look, the design, whatever, is there a price point where it would it would be okay to have an Android phone in the Oppo variety that you're using right now that has a better camera and has tap and go? Because I don't know for a fact, but I'm tipping, I don't know there. Their R9s or their R9 have a- a- NFC, and so they're the ones yeah. we should, you know. I'm just wondering where where the balance is between that huge cost saving versus the trade off that you things you're missing. I, I think I think the price point of three twenty eight is it's because it's so cheap. I think that's where that's what would keep me at that price. I think I could eventually learn to live without N- NFC. I mean, we're talking about a- Apple or Android Pay mm. that. We've only had for a relatively short period of time in, in, in the scheme of things. Mm. Um, so I could I could go back to using tap and go PayWave. Mm. Um, not the end of the world. Um, the camera, yeah, I'd like I'd like a bit of camera, but you know what, I probably could live with this camera. Um, so I think the tipping point is if I was going to go any dearer than three twenty eight, I'd probably still go up to the iPhone. Very interesting. Because I'm looking at, say, their 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 flagship phone would be the R9s, and then they've yep. got an R9s Plus, and that's a $600 phone, right? So, and also you got to remember the the Samsung you used was the big version, it was the A7, not the A5. There's a smaller version which still has Android Pay and stuff. I think it's a $500, might be $599 actually, might be $600. So, so to be clear, $600 you think is too much to pay for an Android phone? Well, or, I just think if, if you're Talking about going and dro- dropping money on a phone, mm. I think 328 is, is a whole lot easier for someone to walk into a shop and drop on a phone as opposed to going and dropping six or seven hundred dollars on a phone. Right. Okay. For, for the vast majority of people, if you're talking about buying a six hundred dollar phone, you think, oh, for that amount, for that amount of money, I, I might just commit to another contract. Yep. 
No, fair enough um, too. And so then, being money. being uh, off a contract, do you see yourself saving money on the monthly? Like you go to prepaid or you go to a lower lower end SIM only plan? Have you looked at what you could save? Well, no, I haven't, and, and that's because I'm unfortunately committed to a a, um, a two year contract with Telstra for um for their twenty gigabytes a month. So I, I can't get out of that mm. um, and go to a prepaid. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Which is unfortunate. But you but but you're stuck with a phone that's now old. That's right. Well, that's right. That's right. That was the uh I guess one of those things I, I weighed up at the time with the iPhone six was um wasn't causing me any trouble and yeah. now obviously it is so Well um, I, I, and, could, and... I could I could upgrade at any time, so I could go in and upgrade to an iPhone seven if I wanted to. Yep. Um, but obviously I'm holding off for the... Uh, but you also have the power of, of, of going in and saying, when your contract's up or at any point saying, I want, I, I, I don't want a phone, I don't want a handset repayment, I just, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to be on a contract. So I think really that's that's the big question is, and how long left on your contract? Like another 12 months or so? Uh, yeah, another 12 months. So there's two questions left in my mind, which we won't answer immediately, we'll answer over time. But, yeah. I mean, are you still using the Oppo? I am. Okay. So what I'm curious now is, I'm going to call it right now, the experiment's over. I'm, I'm very satisfied. Yeah. And to be clear, Oppo loved the experiment. Because remember, this is not something, and everyone listening, this is not something that we went to Oppo and said, we should do this. No, that's, no. it was just yeah. timely that Rob A emailed me about the swapping Android and I happened to have a, ga- a Galaxy A7 arrive on that day. And then funnily enough, when you said to me, when we had our last conversation, uh, Oppo had just announced the A57. And so I thought... I'm sure they'll send me one, and there was no yeah. no deal done here. It's completely random. So my 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 closing statement to you is this: You're now free to do whatever you want. Yep. And I, what, what, the reason I say that is because I'm curious to see how long you you you, you stick with it. <laughs> well, I, I, I was asking myself that very question yesterday. I thought, oh, go, going back to the iPhone, but you know what? I really could sit with the Oppo for for a long period of time, quite yeah. easily. Yeah. It's a it's a bloody great phone, and, and if anyone's out there looking looking to buy a phone, I just don't think you can go past dropping three hundred twenty eight bucks on this kind of phone. And then the longer term question is: in twelve months from now, or shorter, when Telstra start ringing saying your contract's up, your contract's up, um, whether you've gone back to the iPhone and then realised that you could buy another phone cheaper or whatever, when you have that conversation, either what more can you get for your existing money, or what can you save on a new contract is is a bigger question for the longer term, which you'll you'll only be able to answer in a year from now, but it'll be curious to see. Yeah, it will be, 100%. All right, mate. Well, uh, thank you for being a guinea pig, my man. I appreciate it, Trevor. <laughs> and uh, we've appreciated following the journey, mate. Thank you very much. Good man. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say But Trevor Long's the world's best techie Throw that at the end for you. I reckon. 
Um, uh, now, a quick one on Vodafone. Um, interesting. Do you remember about a year ago we were bagging uh, a Maysim and everyone for their move to um, 28-day expiries? Now, 28-day expiries means you're recharging your phone every single uh, time after 28 days, which means you're doing it 13 times a year. 30, 13 times a year, as opposed to 12-ish with 30 days. So Kogan, I know, is still on 30 days, and a few other kind of second and third tier ones are, but the big telco is all on 28 days. So Vodafone last week had 35-day prepaid expiries. And it, it's a drama for them because it makes it very hard to you know compare apples with apples, but it's brilliant for them because actually you get heaps more data for bang for your buck. Um, you might be paying incrementally more per recharge, but actually you're saving hundreds over the course of the year because you only need to recharge 10 times. So check it out at eftm.com.au. I've put the story up as well as some basic calculations I did. But again, prepaid is the most popular way of consuming mobile in this country. Apparently, over 50% of people have a prepaid phone. And I think if that's the case, you should be considering this plan from Optus. So check it out. Um, it's 35 days. There's no long-term commitment. You just, you know, 35 days as you go if you want to sign up that way. And, um, yeah, the data inclusions are excellent overall. So, yeah, really cool stuff, and it's worth checking out. Uh, the details are at eftm.com.au. That is a wrap. That is Your Tech Life, Episode 365. After another long week in um, uh, Taiwan, Taipei, uh, Stephen Fennick and I are getting to know each other very well, traveling a bit more than we ever have before. In fact, we've met places before, but we've never traveled together so uh it's uh <laughs> it's interesting we're um we, we're off to london in uh next sunday not uh, this sunday sunday week and then we'll be in um san jose for wwdc so lots coming up over the next few weeks um thank you for listening to the podcast uh thank you for downloading two blokes talking tech if you do um our 300th episode coming up next week we really look forward to just taking a bit of a stroll down memory lane on that one i think um and uh, thanking a few people um, and then, as I say, we're going to be um, all around the world. So you can catch me every single weeknight in Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne on Talking Lifestyle. Um, go to talkinglifestyle.com.au for the frequencies. But every night at 8 o'clock, I'm available to take your calls, and we do a couple of interviews a night to bring you the latest in tech. Plus, you can download that podcast as well, the full show, uh, Talking Lifestyle, or the clip show, which is just the interviews, Talking Technology. So Talking Technology, search for that as well on the um, on the iTunes store if you want even more of me to download. Uh, and, of course, I'm in your local area most likely. If, if I'm not in your local area, let me know so I can be in your local area. And if you are running a local radio station, let me know because I'd love to be on your radio station. It's the way I, it's what I do every week. Uh, but it's always great to be uh, talking to the people in Gosford, Newcastle, Cairns, uh, Melbourne, um, everywhere that I speak every week, Perth, Brisbane, you name it, we're there. So it's good fun chatting about tech. So hopefully I'm doing it in your local area and hopefully you can find me. Uh, get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au on Twitter at Trevor Long on Facebook. Uh, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long and the EFTM homepage for Facebook is EFTM online so just search EFTM on Facebook you'll find us and there's that every week Tech Tuesday giveaway so check it out now and your chance to win